Hi, I'm Avalon Starlight, and you are listening to the Rebel Unicorns podcast. This season, we are diving deep into what being an empath in business actually looks like. Listen each week as I share tips and tricks to master your empath energy, as well as sharing incredible guests who have created successful businesses by claiming their empath title. Are you ready? Let's get our Rebel on. Hello, 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 Rebel Unicorns. Welcome to this episode of the Rebel Unicorns podcast, where I'm excited to continue on from my last solo episode where I talk about possibilities, right? What what we have access to um, through the process of opening up our awareness, of choosing to acknowledge that what we see in our current reality isn't all that there is. And I can say that this is still a fairly new concept for me. I grew up in in a place where, you know, the biggest thing that we would ever talk about is just church religion, right? It would be like going to church on holidays, going to church on Sundays with my nanny. But we didn't really have a great foundation of the words like universe or spirituality or uh, consciousness um, we just we just didn't talk about those kinds of things. Everything was kept into a, a fairly small container of what we had available to us. And this is a no fault to anything or anyone, but without having access to those things, we, we remain in the understanding that what we see is is all that there is. Right, so we see what's available to us in our houses, in our cities, but we don't really look beyond the possibilities that there are opportunities all over the world, all over the dimensional plane, all over, you know, the capacity to just simply create new relationships and forge new um, collaborations to bring about into our own lives things that we didn't even possibly couldn't even think about as being something that we could achieve or attain when we were young. And, you know, I had had this vision my whole entire life that I was meant to do something that was going to impact the world. And it seemed really strange because, again, I grew up in a pretty small community and, you know, we all lived in what we called North End St. Catharines. There were some some major streets. We could say there's like three major streets in St. Catharines. And there would be these bridges that would go over the highway, would go over these streets. And it was considered like if you went past the bridge, you were outside of North End St. Catharines. And I remember moving outside of that, just like three streets past the bridge and and being like kind of my family kind of being like, oh my God, we're never going to see you again. You left the North End. So when I say I grew up in a small community, it was really small. And, and even simply just moving beyond the known space in the same city was was going far. It was going far. And then when I moved to the outskirts of the city, then I'd gone even further, right? And so I I I want to share this because when I decided to really step into being an entrepreneur and to doing my business, I I was left still thinking about what was possible through the lens of what I could see in my reality, 
What I could see in my current reality was that, you know, I came, I worked in a, in a city that used to have plant, like really um, high producing plants, car plants, like not car plants, but like plants that create a car or automobile pieces. And, you know, it was a thriving community. Uh, the plants shut down, hospitals shut down, considerable recessions occurred. And there was a lot of people in my community that still to this day believe that my the community of Niagara isn't a flourishing community. There's not a lot of growth or expansion or new commerce coming in. And so it's, it's a challenging place to have a living. And when I can, I can still vividly remember the moment in my life where, you know, I talk about this a lot with my clients, where how we speak is really what we choose to create. And there's this, this buy-in that, you know, what we see is like, oh, you know, there's no money. There's no money in my city. People don't buy things at Christmas time. Uh, you know, everything is more challenging in the summer. You know, this is the, every year, every year, these are the statistics that say my business goes in dips and, and peaks and valleys. And it's not that data doesn't matter. And it's not that these things aren't true, but what matters is that when you begin to have certainty on these realities, then you are choosing them to continue on in the same path at the same level that they already, they always have been. They always have been. Nothing will change. You will stay, and this is where I'm going to tie in the word timeline here, on the same timeline that exists, that you know, that is functioning in the way that you see it or experience it or that your brain can associate it to it forever right? And a lot of us grew up with that concept, right? Like we would go to the same restaurants, go to the same bars, know the same people, have the same friends, experience the same thing. Everybody's lives were very, very similar. You know, our kids would be in the same sports. We would just go from house to house to house and it would stay fairly small. And there, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm like totally lived this life and loved it and loved it. This was my, what I knew. But then something can shift or change that changes a dynamic of what's possible. So when you focus on something that you want, so I have always had this vision that I was gonna have an online business that would be able to serve people all over the world and would make money while I was sleeping. And I was just like, I don't even know because I don't have anyone in my family that could, could guide me or support me in any of these things. So why would I keep having this vision of this? But I held really, really firmly to it. And slowly over time, different opportunities or different things would present themselves to me that would be like we would get to a place of a crossroads as we all do. And this is where I'm just giving you the basis of how timelines work. Um, and just kind of introducing things to you in conversation is that when we get to a crossroads where decisions get to be made, we are always in that moment capable of choosing to step into an alternate reality than we currently are in. And it like, I wish that I could say that shifting timelines is like a cosmic thing. Like I think we do it so innately and so, um, 
subtly that most of the time we don't even notice that we're actually doing it. And every time we get to this place of choice, there is in itself an essence of being able to step out of something that no longer fits us vibrationally into an alternate dimension or reality that exists at the same time as where we currently are in this moment and choose a different path, right? It's, it's, it's that simple of a definition of how you can switch timelines. Oftentimes they do come in um, when there is a experience that you have that's a little deeper or a little bit more um, intense where something shit like jostles what your current reality is and and you're faced with a decision that you're like, oh my God, do I stay in the know or what I've always done or do I make a choice right now that shifts me into something different? So I would say that I'm, I I feel like I'm like time traveling, timeline jumper. That's why I am. That's how I feel that I am. Um, Even recently when you were listening to Angela and I talk and I had this like aha moment because I think this was the first time that I understood the the full breadth of, of timeline jumping. But for me, the very first one that I would say was significant for me was when I decided not to speak to my son when things got really, really bad and our relationship was toxic for both of us and he was 17 years old. I could have stayed on the path of you know, being in that relationship, that very unhealthy relationship with my child where we did not uh, break this internal pattern. And it was, it wasn't just a pattern that was in this lifetime. It was multiple lifetimes. It was generational. It was ancestral. Like it was big and it was intense. And I could have stayed in that continuation where we never solved the problem. There was no compromise. Our relationship didn't grow. We were constantly, um, under tension. There was no, no, no real joy at that point in our relationship. But when I decided in that moment, like I was like, enough is enough. I wouldn't let anybody else treat me the way that you're treating me just because you're my son. I'm going to say no. And because I made that decision, you know, both of us took six months apart and then he reached out to me. But when we came back together, we were no longer on that same timeline. We have never, ever, ever had to go through any of that same level of distrust, a disharmony, our relationship morphed and changed completely. Like we became a different son and mother combination because we were no longer in the reality that we had existed prior to me making such a pivotal decision. Right. Another place that I know that I specifically shifted timelines that was significant was when I joined the book writing program and I wrote My Kid is Driving Me Crazy. Um, and I remember my mentor saying to me, you know, in order for people to get the result that is desired for them, right? Like if they want to have a result that is, is energetic. So I'm talking about not just doing a systems or strategy kind of result, but if they have to show up and face their shadows, face their internal demons to do some sort of, you know, transformational work, then one of the biggest catalysts of transformation is money, right? Because if we are brought to a precipice of discomfort, and we haven't exchanged a high enough value for that that discomfort to be worth working through, we won't do the work. And I'll give you an example. Like I work in, in energy, like my business is the Chakra Business Academy. And if it were a 
very cheap price, $37. The work that it's being called up to do is, is like to dive deep into your energetic floors of your body to unpack experiences and emotions of dense energy that are no longer serving you, right? If you didn't invest at least a, a significant amount enough to actually step up and be like, fuck, I paid this. I'm going to, I'm going in. Right. And I'm, this is coming from somebody who I've paid six figures to work with a coach to get to the depth of my being and my core and to just place my, my, my body down on the ground and say, okay, I'm ready to just completely go as deep into myself as I possibly can. So my program is not six figures. It's not even five figures. It's not, it's not that bad. It's, it's at a price that it has to be an energetic exchange for the result. And the reason why this is significant is because at the time that my mentor brought up this idea, she said, if you're doing transformational work that people have to show up to get a result, you know, you cannot charge less than a thousand dollars for that result. And I was like, Oh, uh, really? What? Cause again, we aren't taught, um, about energy. We're not taught about, uh, energy and money as an exchange for result or for an exchange for showing up to be the person who will do the work in myself. Because when we get uncomfortable and I think of being a personal trainer, when people got to a place of muscle fatigue, they'd be like, well, that's it. I'm done. And I'd be like, listen, your muscle can, can go deeper we can get a couple more reps. We can really, you know, maximize what, what your possible outcome is here by just doing a little bit of pushing past the point that your body says is comfortable into that unknown state so that you get that return of investment on, on your muscle growth. And the same thing goes with energetic work. Like when we get to that precipice of discomfort and our ego is like, Ooh, abort mission. We don't know what's going to happen over there. Having that, that, person or that place to push you past. And, and money is a very big catalyst. So when she brought that awareness to me, that was another timeline shift for me because I started to see potential in the world that I didn't know existed because it was nothing that was ever taught in school. It was never anything I was modeled in my family. It was nothing I saw as anyone, anyone in my reality was teaching. And so in that moment, when I said, yes, this is true, I feel that the truth of it in every, like the core of my being and every cell as it permeates through me, I'm like, this is true. I, I'm here to do this transformational work. And I understand the concept that money is an exchange for the depth in which we're willing to go. So that was a timeline shift for me because I stepped out of the idea of being in a dollars for hours um, experience right? I, I no longer perceived that money was something that you had to struggle to make. And it had to look like I did this in this hour. Therefore, this is what I got paid to do that. That blew that up for me in that moment. And I've never, I can't even see the world as a dollars for hours um, entity anymore. So that was a pivotal timeline shift for me. Another timeline shift for me was I kept getting the message that I needed to stop drinking. Drinking was no longer something that I enjoyed. And it's something I did enjoy for a really long time. I mean, most of my life is spent in memories of being in bars or at family functions and just engaging in, in social drinking. And there came a moment where spirit was like, you need to stop, you need to stop, you need to stop. And I was like, but I like it. And it's part of who I am. But the message that I come through was that in order for me to be the channel that I am, uh, my body needed to be at a specific vibrational frequency at all times and carrying a denser energy, such as trying to process through um, alcohol through my liver. And it, it, it just 
it pulled me down out of my capacity as a light worker to be able to access these different realms and to be able to hear the, the communication that's coming through from my spirit guides. And so the day that I decided to stop drinking and like my husband and I went a year sober, like fully sober, that was a big decision. And in that moment, I chose again to leave what had always been and staying in that same path of existence in order to experience something different, right? To change a piece or part of my life, which means that I would never be able to go back to the person that I was. And this is the the key to understanding that all possibility and all timelines exist um, at the same time. And everything comes down to these choices, these moments where we make decisions. And, you know, the path splits. You can stay in the current level of vibrational frequency that you are, that you know, or you shift into a higher one and experience the world through that vibrational frequency. And of course, you can default back to a lower one when you get to the, the crossroads as well. And it was interesting because I was talking in the last episode with Angela about, you know, I was on a timeline to be somebody who would be considered a high-end coach, you know, having higher-end packages, holding higher-end containers to offer the same level of transformation that I had hired my coach to experience, which I would do a hundred times over again. That was the most profoundly deep spiritual experience that I'd ever had. And so I was on that path to experience that as my reality. And it was interesting because that same coach said to me in one of our sessions, you know, she said, you're my only client with kids. And that one statement, that one sentence hit me in this place of, of deep knowing that I didn't want to be a high-end coach um, because that wasn't what I was actually placed on this earth to do because I'm here to support moms and support them, you know, as they try become uh, open to creating businesses that light them up and going through the process of, you know, having personally had a child with, with, um, severe mental illness. I have a child that is transgender. I have, you know, moved across country during a pandemic while, you know, being separated from my children. I live a very rebellious parenting life. I'm actually going to be, um, working with a company called Mama Academy and going on to talk about rebel parenting, because to me, uh, the, the current, the current conversation about parenting is that we've kind of been fed a lie. Like we believe that we have to give everything up to be good parents for our children. And in the same time in doing so, we're teaching them how not to be, you know, catalysts of our own dreams. And, and I think that there is a shift that, that needs to occur here. And when she said that to me, I felt it in my bones. I felt it in my, my core that I had, I needed to stop being on the timeline of working in the uh, high-end um, industry and, and bring it back to make my, my courses and my programs affordable and accessible to everyone so that the messaging could get into more houses and homes and support the, the moms who especially have you know high-needs kids or who are being struggling with COVID create businesses that they love from home so that they can show their kids and model for their kids what's possible and they can make money 
they can make money doing what they love and they can be supportive and show and model and and give their their children these 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 new ways of seeing what's available to them. And the only way our kids will see what's available to them is if we make this the new reality, right? Just like I said, I lived in a very small community, North End St. Catharines. I never witnessed what was possible. So it, it wasn't an easy trans, transition for me to, to be able to say, of course I can move across Canada. Of course I can, you know, make half a million dollars in a year. Of course I can have all these things. That, that was unnatural. For me and what would happen in a reality if we all had the possibility to see and be and experience the fullest embodiment of our soul's calling and be able to expand that out into the world and be able to do it in a way that feels so grounded and so authentic and so truthful that you know this this just the simple act of being in the grace of sharing our divine mission with love into the world. I mean, this in itself would create such a different timeline for the earth, not just for each of us individually. And so my most recent transition of timelines was no longer seeking the financial um, prestige of having this, the, you know, millions of dollars that I used to think that that would be the only way that I would be successful as if I made a million dollars in a year. And don't get me wrong, you guys, like I would love to make a million dollars in a year that that goal or that dream doesn't just go away, but I want to build legacy. I want to build legacy through the act and the art of being able to offer affordable and accessible programs to, you know, moms who have children with mental illness, to those who are beginning their spiritual journey and having their awakening, who are ready to, to, to do the energy work, to be able to delve into their, their own energy bodies and no longer live their lives for the external validations and structures that we were taught as children, but to create and to be able to forge a new path available for yourself and for your children. And when I sank into this knowing, this shifted yet again, another timeline for me. And actually, I was so happy this one shifted because it feels like, you know, it was a remembering, which was my word for, for 2021 was like, remember. So I'm remembering um, the, the, my connection to my previous lives as a priestess of Avalon and my, my remembering my um, connection to being a witch and all of these healing modalities and these mystery school teachings that I have access to. And so it's an earthing. It's like the more grounded and more present I'm becoming and coming back into this original timeline in a way it feels like coming back to, to supporting this, this group of women that I always knew that I was here to support. It feels like I'm remembering. And as I'm remembering, I'm also activating whole new code systems in my body. And it just feels really, really good. And so here's the piece that I want to tell you about how this this episode is important for being an empath in business is that, you know, you have to become so clear in yourself that you have to realize that everything that we do is, is choices. Everything that we do is choices and being so in tuned with your own internal landscape and your own energy self is key and catalyst for creating a business that actually sets your soul on fire. And it's 
100% okay to shift or pivot yourself or your business whenever you know in your soul, in your heart, in your being, in your body that where you're going or what you're doing isn't in resonance or isn't in alignment with you. And it's okay if you have spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars, such as I had, going into one direction to, to just be like, whoa, well, I'm going to just that no, that's not my that's not my vision anymore and I loved the me that had that vision and I'm going to go back to this vision. That's okay. And I don't think we're this is talked about enough in the spiritual community, in the entrepreneurial community that it's really truthfully about like I would hate I would make every decision that I've ever made in my business a hundred times over again. I I love the path that I've taken. I love that I have learned from some of the best mentors in the world. I love that I have learned about, I don't know, five business models because I've switched my business model in the last four years, five years to every single mentor's business model only to come back to the one that I've never actually hired a mentor for and I'm learning to to build on my own. Um, and it's, a, it's such an interesting place to be in, to be like, oh my goodness, no, this is the one that I wanted and I never actually set it up. And yet this is the one that I always knew that I was meant to do. So it's just a giving the permission to self and it's not a, an apology needed thing. Like I don't feel like there's an apology for being, you know, striving to be the high end coach or having the front end, front end or doing live events or doing all these things. These are all part of the journey that brought me to this moment and this, this version of me and this timeline of being like, oh my goodness, how many people can I impact? How many, you know, houses and homes can I get my message into and support and support these women and support you to be able to create something that is just such an aligned experience for yourself. And, and, you know, for me personally, when I think about this, it's like for every one of you that I can impact, even if it's just through this podcast or reading one of my books, and then that information or the guidance or the support or something, an aha that you have that you're then able to turn around and support somebody else. I mean, oh, that is it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That ripple is everything to me. And I think back to when I first got into this and I was coming out of my depression from breaking up with my son, Ethan, at that time in that integral part when I was coming out of my depression because I really didn't understand how a mom could do that to her child. I can see it now. I can see that that was that choice to shift timelines and now so that Ethan and I could have a different level of relationship. And I'm so grateful to where we are right now. Um, that the women that I was surrounding myself were with like Carrie Samuels, Kate Northrup, um, Danielle Laporte, like these really earthy, organic, like women who were impacting. And I, like, I wasn't, I wasn't buying courses at that time, but just reading Money, A Love Story, just doing 30 day, um, Meditate with the Angels by Carrie Samuel, by doing the, I'm trying to think of what the Danielle Laporte book was, uh, the desire map. Like I, I did the workbook of the Money I Love Story. I did the workbook of the desire map. I did 30 days meditation with the angels and these women, they changed me. They changed my life through, through just being in the essence or the vibrational frequency of their, their work. And that's what this is about for me. So, you know, that ripple, they rippled me so that I could then turn around and support you guys. And that's, that's my mission. And that's my message now as I move forward. And that's a new timeline for me. And I am so excited about this episode. Um, 
I'm excited to hear about how this hits for you in terms of timelines and if you can see in your in your past or how you've made decisions and become different and you kind of look back and say, oh, wow, I can't I almost can't remember like recognize myself from, you know, six months ago, a year ago, in understanding that all these parallel um, dimensions and possibilities exist, and that we are con constantly shifting timelines every time we make a choice, a bigger choice, and that sometimes you'll know when there's a significant bigger one, because a, a, you'll feel the depth of the the pain or the grief or the hurt or the change that is required. It's significant. And then you'll look and you'll say, oh, but everything after that moment was so different, right? And that's when you become a timeline shifter. And that was a random episode of Empaths in Business. But again, I'm excited to hear what your takeaway was and how this impacted you. So please tag me at Avalon Starlight Coaching on Instagram or any social media. And I look forward to sharing another guest with you this Thursday. Uh, her name is Mary Bradco, and I um, she activated something in me, 100%. Um, and so you're going to learn all about what that activation was on Thursday. Wow, that episode was mind-blowing. I hope you had as many ahas listening to it as I had recording it. I would love to see the Rebel Unicorns podcast spread far and wide across the globe, across the universe. So if you want to share it on your social media with something that you found impactful, leave a review, send it to a friend. It would be ah oh, so deeply appreciated. Also, a little side note, I did recently change my name. I downloaded a year and a half ago that my name was Avalon Starlight. It was previously my birth name was Tamara Arnold. And if you're interested in learning what your rebel unicorn house is, oh yeah, there's a quiz for that. Think Harry Potter, except you're sorted into how you are impacting the world with your stardust and what energy you're here to shift and change you can find out your Rebel Unicorn house at www.tamarearnold.ca slash quiz. Let me know, tag me in social media, send the quiz out and join the Rebel Unicorns Facebook group to be in a community of like-minded spiritual entrepreneurs who understand that when you shift your energy, you transform your business.